Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Welcome to The Ray Taylor Show, where I bring you the reviews on the latest movies and TV shows, as well as classic and foreign films. I'm your host, Ray Taylor, and on this podcast, I'll be talking about all things film and television. Whether you're looking for a new show to binge or want to know if that blockbuster is worth the trip to the theater or just want to hear my thoughts on a classic or foreign film, I've got you covered. So join me every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for new episodes and let's dive into the world of film and television together. On this episode, I am finally finishing off my reviews of the Hunger Game franchise with the final film, The Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 2. This movie came out in 2015, directed by Francis Lawrence, uh, Lawrence uh, written by Peter Craig, Danny Strong, Susan Collins, starring Jennifer Lawrence, Josh Hutchinson, Liam Hemsworth, Woody Harrelson, Donald Sutherland, Philip Seymour Hoffman, and Julie Ann Moore. This movie follows Katniss and a team of rebels from District 13 who prepare for the final battle that will decide the fate of Panem. Uh, this is uh, my second favorite movie of the franchise, I guess you could say, say but I still hated this movie. Uh, the only movie in the franchise I like is the very first Hunger Games. The rest of them I do not like whatsoever. I am very happy that this is the last time I will have to talk about these movies. Uh, <clears throat> this movie has all of the same problems that I had in the previous movies, uh, aside from the first movie. Characters, actions, and motivations still make no sense. Uh, the lo- the quote-unquote love story is pretty heartless uh, and, and, and just, like, lifeless. I don't buy it at all. I don't buy that Katniss has love for anybody but maybe her sister. Uh, the, I don't, I don't, I don't buy it. Uh, the movie does have some interesting action moments in this mo- in this version. That's the only reason why, you know, I enjoyed some of it. Um, but even those moments I had issues with. Uh, just a lot of things that just baffle the mind. Uh, there are a few aspects of this movie that actually felt like the writers knew how to write a movie about somebody who is a leader uh, actually planning... Uh, for actual battle like they showed that they could they just didn't so kind of in some ways makes me like it less or like the franchise less Uh, but like the rest of the movies there seems to be more focus on the propo side of things and not even in a way that feels interesting the propo the propaganda nature of these the propo kind of angle that these rebellious movies are taking on are pretty painful to watch. Very much uh, unbelievable propo. <clears throat> there are a few fun action and battle moments in this movie, but um, I had no emotional reaction to the end of this film by the time it was done, uh, other than just being thankful for it being done and the series of films being done. Uh, I feel like, uh, you know, I should uh, just jump into spoilers and uh, get things done. Um, 
you know, I'll run through my thoughts. Like I wrote down not thoughts as I was watching this movie. Obviously, this is <clears throat> the rebels, right? The massive amounts of people that are somehow at District 13. District 13, who not only has this massive compound filled with people all wearing, for the most part, the exact same thing except for a handful of people. They also have planes they also have artillery they also have weapons like all of these things are somehow able to be done under the nose of the capital also as we saw in the previous movie they can kind of effortlessly fly around anywhere in pan am really never fight come up against any kind of um pushback from the capital in any way all those things don't make any sense still present in this movie um and, uh, you know, there are the way it ends, not the very, very end, but the way Katniss deals with what happens after, I like. But ultimately, I don't like these movies, which I'll get into that. Let me go through, because as I was watching this movie, I was just like, venting my hate in in my notes so let me go through my notes from this movie so spoilers if you want to hear all of the things i had problems with in this movie i'm going to go through all of those things from start to finish of this movie um <clears throat> i mean this movie came out almost a decade ago and uh you know if you haven't watched it i really wouldn't recommend these movies and i know there's fans of these movies and i feel bad it makes me feel bad that people like these movies right like, I don't know what it is. I, I can understand, like, maybe you've read the books and you're like, oh, it's cool to see it in movie form. But in many ways, these movies were very painful for me to get through, similarly to the Twilight movies. Um, but the Twilight movies are so batshit crazy that at least there's that kind of insanity to to be something with those movies. Where this is just like, these movies made me feel dumb. I don't like movies that make me feel dumb. And not like they're so smart they make me feel dumb. It's that they are written in such a way that make me feel like they've lowered my intelligence. Anyway, getting into spoilers. So we start this. Peter's law, obviously he choked, tried to choke out Katniss, right? They effortlessly extracted him in the last movie, right? The the crew with Gale, they go to the Capitol to extract Peter. The president was against extracting, right? But they extract him pretty effortlessly along with everybody else, aside from Katniss thinking they didn't. But he shows up, chokes out Katniss. Clearly, he's mentally, he's been brainwashed, whatever. So he is now locked up at the beginning of this in a, a room strapped down to a gurney, right? And uh, finally, there is a character that actually looks hungry in a movie franchise called the hunger games no character really feels like they are hungry but it seems like these people that were extracted from the capital they don't look like they've been eating right specifically Peta kind of looks a little emaciated um for some reason they send prim in to talk to Peta. right i have no idea why they would send Katniss's sister to go talk to Peta after he just tried to just attacked Katniss trying to kill her right no explanation 
um, or their explanation was that, you know, he's been brainwashed. Obviously, that's why he did it. But there's it makes no sense why she would they would send him to go, uh, you know, send a child in to go talk to this crazy man who almost killed her sister. <clears throat> and in the double sided glass or in the one way mirror, you have the you have Philip Seymour Hoffman's character and Hamish kind of watching over this interview. Like, why are they? in charge of this interrogation process like every like prim doesn't make sense why she's part of this interrogation process doesn't make doesn't make sense why the propo guy doesn't make sure it makes sense why hamish who hamish is just randomly thrown into scenes his characters become absolutely nothing the propo guy philip seymour hoffman's character is like i don't i feel so bad for this guy um in this whole thing right um it makes just as much sense as when her fashion designer guy was escorting her to the second Hunger Games. It's like, why are these people involved in these scenes? It doesn't make any sense. Right? And then, obviously, PETA freaks out, tells Prim to kill her sister. Right? She's a monster. Right? They need to kill Katniss. Right? And again, Katniss is watching this. And they have to reiterate to Katniss that, like, oh, this is a conditioned response. Right? Don't worry, Katniss. Like, he doesn't mean what he's saying. This is just a conditioned response, right? Which I don't think they know what the definition of conditioned response means. But also as if she already didn't know that he was crazy, right? And that's why he's strapped down. And now all of a sudden, <clears throat> so that scene is, is like painful. Now all of a sudden, Katniss is desperate to go to the Capitol, right? Finally, there's some kind of a plan, some kind of initiative is being taken. But the excuse why she can't go to the Capitol is that they need to go to District 2 first. No idea why. Um, as if they didn't just effortlessly fly into the Capitol and extract their people without anything happening bad, aside from the camera going out. But for some reason, now they need to go to District 2, right? And I'm sure in the book it explains why no reasoning as most of this. Um, <clears throat> so you have the president send her out, send Katniss out with five planes, right? Before effortlessly fly, flying everywhere, just one plane, no, no security whatsoever for Katniss, right? This person that's going to be their figurehead, going to be their Mockingjay. Now they send her out with five planes, right? Which, again, how did they get all of these planes? How did they get all of these people? Right. It's not as if they just all of a sudden come came to get like all these people just join the movement. It's like they had to have taken them time to set up District 13, had to have taken time for them to get all of the people, had to have taken time for them to get the planes and the ammunition. Right. But all, it just it seems like all of a sudden they have all of this stuff. And of course, Gale joins on this trip to because he has to be there obviously of course he has to talk to Katniss about PETA because everybody is obsessed with PETA in these movies and now he's desperate for PETA to get better right and survive because 
he'll never have a chance with Katniss if he never gets better, right? If he doesn't, li if he dies or doesn't get better, then Katniss is always going to be thinking about Peta. And let me tell you, before he went crazy, Katniss always thought and only cared, was only obsessed with saving Peta. I gotta break it to you, Gail. There is no chance, despite the fact I do not believe the fact that she loves Peta. I don't buy, I don't understand why not only her, but every single person in this movie is obsessed with saving Peta. But to think that that him getting better is going to be the key for Gail to get with Katniss makes no sense, right? There is like literally a war going on in theory, and all he can think about is why Katniss won't love him. It's like, who cares, Gail? Are you watching this movie? Do you understand nothing is it means anything? The entire love triangle is absolutely stupid. I don't buy any of it. And of course, then she kisses him because that's just what Katniss does. She just kisses people. And it's, it, it's like such a lifeless kiss. And he actually points it out, right? He says the kiss doesn't count because she's confused in her head. It's like, yeah, every kiss that she's given in this entire... The only one that makes sense because it has the same feeling as all the other kisses is in the first movie where she kisses Peta, And it's clearly performative, right? It's not a real loving kiss that she's giving Peta in that moment. But that same kind of kiss exists in all of the other kisses that make no sense. Nothing counts in this in this entire movie. All of her emotions towards the two guys it just or even the propo, just this all lifeless fake. They actually have some plans of attack. Gale is coming together using his hunting knowledge actually formulating plans was like oh this is like oh they're actually doing the thing that this movie is they're planning for battle there's going to be battle and all of a sudden Katniss wants to be non-violent just all of a sudden I want to be non-violent now I want to kill snow but like we can't there shouldn't be actual war just let me kill one guy it just uh, you know and of course they effortlessly get to District 2 as they've effortlessly gotten everywhere they want to travel. Uh, they refer to their Mockingjay like she's some kind of superhero. Like we've got our Wonder Woman fighting with us now. Right now we're okay. Now District 2's okay. Now we've got our Mockingjay here. What are you like? She killed some people with a bow and arrow, right? She's, you know, she manipulated the capital in the first one. She's not like some magical Rambo character, right? She has no, like, she's not some genius military mind. They just dress her up like a superhero. She's not actually a superhero. She's just good at shooting a bow and arrow. And they designed exploding arrows, which the fact that she has that instead of a gun is just insane. Uh, and... The reality is, the whole time, they're like, oh, we got this great, we're, we got our hero here. She's probably only thinking about PETA, even though he's, you know, gone crazy. And also we see the president, the self-appointed president of the Rebels, call in 
clearly likes to micromanage situations. Let's take a quick break from this episode because I want to talk about, are you looking to add some unique and expressive artwork to your home, office, or wardrobe? Look no further than the Many Faces series by Ray Taylor. That's me. These abstract paintings on paper explore the endless possibilities of the human face, capturing unique expressions of emotion, mood, tone, and energy in just a few minimal features. Now you can bring these stunning and thought-provoking pieces into your own space with high-quality prints and t-shirts, featuring designs from the Many Faces series. Or take home a one-of-a-kind original piece for your collection. Don't miss out on this opportunity to add some original and expressive artwork to your home, office, or wardrobe. Head on over to InspiredDisorder.com to browse and purchase original artworks, prints, and t-shirts from the Many Faces series today. And now, back to the show! So even Katniss going to this district that is like an active war zone kind of a thing is ultimately used for propo. Right. They even have a situation where she gives another speech. You need to follow us. Right. Talking to the, the people that are fighting for the Capitol and she gets shot. And it's like they try to use that as like propaganda. It's just like I don't get it. There is for some reason Finnick gets married. Not that it doesn't matter at all. There is no need for him to get married in this movie. He is a character that is barely ever featured. He is my favorite character because he seems like a nice guy. He cares. And, you know, but him getting married is stupid. I don't get who is this person he's getting married to. Where is she from? I think she was one of the people they extracted from the Capitol. But where did she come from? Was she featured in the the second Hunger Games where they all went in? Did like was there a scene where he said goodbye and we like just now know that this is this? I, it just doesn't make like there's no reason for him to get married in this movie other than it's in the book, I imagine. But it doesn't add anything to this story or change anything of the story having this scene in or not having this scene in. But for whatever reason, Finnick gets married. Uh, Katniss, desperate to kill Snow. Every time they give her the three-finger salute, it is just dumb. Uh, the president, the the rebel president, wants to play off her going to the Capitol as her plan. Right, She's kind of going against her, but... We're going to roll with it as if it's our plan. And finally, when they get there, there's actually somebody that, like, feels like they're at war, right? Feels like she's being put together with a troop. Like, okay, this movie's finally getting to something that feels right. And, of course, when it finally starts to feel that way, uh, we find out that she's not actually going to be going into combat. Despite, I'm like excited, like finally we're going to see some combat, we're going to see some fighting. But of course the camera crew shows up and tells them that they're just there for propo, for more propo. This movie is obsessed with PETA, this movie is obsessed with propo, and both are absolutely stupid. Uh, Finnick, as they're kind of walking in, to go on their mission right they're they're not with the front line they're falling way back 
right? So, but it's going to, as they film it, it's going to look like they're in the the battle or whatever as they come across these pods that are booby traps and as they're walking in, which the scene is interesting. It's different. It's not just like some outdoorsy, foresty kind of a thing like the other Hunger Games. But Finnick does refer to what they're about to do as the 76th Hunger Games, which could not be more accurate of a description of how ridiculous these booby traps are because they do feel like they are the same things that were in the games. You find out that the game maker is the one that designed these booby traps, and instead of these booby traps actually killing or hurting people like the things that happen in the games, mostly they they serve to only push these people in a certain direction. Like, they are not quite lethal enough like they could have just tweaked the designs of some of these booby traps just a little bit to really make them effective at killing people but they don't and i'll get to one that was just like okay this is just ridiculous um and to make it even worse they send PETA. like just the most ridiculous obviously their excuses they want this is good for the propo, which later makes no sense when you find out that they don't even need propo anymore. They want, they're okay with, P, with Katniss dying. They don't care. But they send PETA, which, of course, they have to somehow write PETA in there because there always has to be this situation where they have to constantly be saving PETA. There has to constantly be this this dumb love triangle bullshit between Gale and PETA and Katniss, even though none of it is believable or, or makes sense. Like, I've never wanted every single person in a movie to die as much as this one, except for Finnick. I kind of like Finnick, right? Which, of course, doesn't end well for him. Um, not only does it not make sense that they send PETA, they explain it, but I don't buy their explanation as it being a good idea to send this guy who's trying to who's only going to serve making this entire thing more dangerous for them but i also don't buy the fact that all of a sudden katniss has no problem killing him she has been absolutely obsessed with saving Peta at every moment in every one of these movies and now that he choked her out she has zero problem with killing him it makes no sense whatsoever and she calls him a capital nut or capital mutt, right? She's putting him down. She's like, has no problem killing him. Whether she's honest about that or just still like trying to make other people think that she will kill him if he gets out of out of uh, order or whatever. And it's not like I just watched six plus hours of movies, right, where they pointlessly obsess over doing everything to save PETA in every situation. And now all of a sudden it's like, oh, he's expendable. Obviously, we find out the why the president sent it because she knew, right? They, well, we find out that she actually, the president actually wanted to save PETA, despite not wanting to extract him from the Capitol. 
but they wanted him to survive the 75th game instead of Katniss because the president thought he would be easier to control, obviously proven true by how the Capitol was able to brainwash him, but doesn't make sense at why he would make a good figurehead considering this movie spent so much time telling us and showing us how much of a lame duck he was and that is why in the first hunger games katniss had to save him and that's why it only made sense in that first movie why she wanted to try and save him because there was the opportunity but all of the other moments where she's obsessed with saving him makes no sense it makes no sense the value people put on Peta makes no sense this movie at no point has shown him to be valuable in any way but that's the the explanation for why they wanted him all of a sudden. Right? He is like in in like in movies in general, he is like one of the most helpless kind of pathetic characters. Like it's it's sad how this character is written and how like helpless he is, how the reason he's alive is because everybody has obsessed about trying to save this guy for whatever reason. We find out after the war there's going to be a free election, right? And the president, the quote-unquote Julianne Moore's character, is worried that Katniss will be the one to win that election. So now she wants Katniss to, to die, right? Because now she considers Katniss to be a threat, right? Which doesn't necessarily make sense because if they wanted PETA, wouldn't she be worried that PETA would be I mean he's crazy but still like it, like if they thought he was going to be one to replace Katniss as the Mockingjay for some reason even though she's the one that did the first three finger salute like it doesn't make sense why he would be the figurehead but just another thing where it's just like the the, the this movie is gaslighting me the entire time what it's showing me what it's shown me over the course of these movies versus what it's telling me don't line up it is bullshit it doesn't match up there's lying to me so and we also find out that they don't need the propos anymore which doesn't make sense again if the president julianne moore doesn't need propos anymore from her she doesn't need katniss anymore then why did she send the camera crew and why were they then deployed way back from the action? Like, if she actually was done and didn't need propos anymore, then she would have just fed her to the front line where she has a bow and arrow against tanks and bombs and guns, right? If Julianne Moore's character wanted Katniss to die, she would have put her in harm's way instead of literally doing all of the things to protect her from that doesn't make any sense uh which is similar in many ways to the second film where president snow wants katniss in another hunger games in order to tarnish her reputation to show everybody who watches the hunger games they want to show katniss killing other victors right in order to tarnish her her reputation but instead of doing that she just is tried she has to try, try and survive like they're trying to kill her 
which doesn't make any sense. Like if you want her, if you want to show her being a bad person to tarnish her reputation, then maybe don't try and kill her. Maybe like get her in situations where she has to kill people. It just, none of this, like the, the things that they say they want and their actions don't gel. They don't go together. So instead of having fun action scenes with them dealing with these pods up until a point, it's just like them knowing where the pods are, knowing where the booby traps are, setting up the camera, running lines, and then showing off that they dismantled the, the booby traps, which they say they don't even need the propos anymore, but they're still doing this bullshit, right? finally one of the booby traps works and gets like their their guy right and they're like being chased by this flood of oil right i was like oh shit like oh here we go it's gonna get good these booby traps are something right the doors close they're kind of locked in a thing they're getting flooded with oil but the oil is designed in some magical way to give enough time a massive amount of time for in the moment why they are running away from this tsunami of oil gives PETA enough time to throw some guy into another booby trap and get killed and try to attack Katniss. It gives them enough time for him to get pulled away. It gives them enough time to get out of the way. Like this oil all of a sudden going from a tsunami to like, let's just hold off oil. Let's see what, what PETA does, and then it, like, just slowly... Like, it is the least effective booby trap to give them not only enough time to run away. Even if PETA didn't do all of those things, they would have had ample time to get out of the way. But considering PETA was also able to try and kill P Katniss again, which, by the way, she said she would have no problem putting him down because he's a capital mutt, doesn't. It is just insane they get into a building they go up one flight of stairs and magically the oil doesn't go up any higher it's like what are these booby traps supposed to do because it doesn't seem like they're intending on killing people it really just seems like it means it, it's meant to push them into like it, part of me was hoping which i mentioned this on the a previous review part of me was hoping that all of this all of this rebellion the thing that would explain why nothing really makes sense, the thing that would explain why these booby traps that are intended to kill people are really acting in the same way the booby traps were in the games, where they kind of just pushed people into an area. It would have made sense if this whole thing was just a bigger game, and it was a bigger simulation to make people think like they're actually rebelling. But really, it's just a bigger, even larger game that's happening. Would have been a mind-blowing twist to this whole thing. It would have explained all of it. Still wouldn't have liked the movie, but at least the, the end would have been... I would have respected it. And it would have made so much of this bullshit make sense. But anyway, oil stops perfect. They don't have to climb up any more stairs. It only goes up just below the second floor. And even the characters say the game makers are still putting on a hell of a show, right? Almost hinting at what I hope this movie is, which it is not. But only serves to be like these game people 
don't have any idea how to kill people because that oil only had a chance because PETA was there to try and slow things down. But still, his doing all of that, the tsunami of oil wasn't enough to get them. It's absolutely stupid. Let's take a quick break right now to talk about, are you a fan of original artwork and live events? Look no further than the Many Faces series by Ray Taylor and the weekly live stream over at youtube.com slash inspired disorder. This ongoing series explores the endless possibilities of the human face through abstract ink paintings on paper, capturing unique expressions of emotion, mood, tone, and energy in just a few minimal features. Join me every Thursday at 4.20 Pacific Time as I paint live. Follow the Many Faces series and discover the endless possibilities of the human face. Don't miss out on this opportunity to be part of the action and own a piece of original artwork by me, Ray Taylor. Head to youtube.com slash inspired disorder every Thursday to catch the live stream and visit inspireddisorder.com to browse and purchase the Many Faces artwork. And now let's get back to the show. And for the first time, we actually see Capitol Troops show up like they actually do. Like they don't have problems with and it would have explained why everybody's like trying to fly everywhere if this was a much larger game. Right. But of course, finally, troops show up and they blow up like the two sisters or whatever that stay behind. One of them got injured. Right. She got shot or whatever. And that gets blown up. And they not only does the Capitol use that as propaganda to say Katniss died, but the rebel president used it as propaganda to say Katniss had died, which doesn't make any sense because all they need to do is like they have a camera crew with them. All they have to do is broadcast that they both were lying. And then who are you going to trust when you realize that the Capitol's lying and our own rebel president is lying? It, it's just like it's the same thing where in the first movie they say the Capitol's like, oh, we're going to let a couple win in order to prevent riots from happening. But then right before they actually win, taking that rule away would only seem to incite riots even more. Like every aspect of that is like people could not be shooting themselves in the foot proverbially, proverbial, metaphorically in the foot as much as they do. And again, she has her and Gail both have she's got a bow. He's got a crossbow with they got exploding. But like they're taking on like they, when they the zombies, which is a great scene. And I may be. Yeah. The tunnel zombie is like a clear need they should have had guns the tunnel zombies were cool is an exciting scene an exciting set piece like they decide oh we're gonna go in the tunnels right the the mute guy knows the tunnels and of course there's no booby traps in this giant tunnel system but the tunnel zombies are pretty cool um and i feel bad that that's where finnick dies he sacrifices himself. The one character that I had any respect for and liked sacrifices himself so Katniss can live. Um, <clears throat> and there's one building where they're like going through a basement or something like that. I forget what it is. There's some building in the Capitol. And all of a sudden these giant metal like blade spinny things come up from under the ground, under the tile floor, 
and again just push them into an area right but then thinking about that the capital built that building with that those booby traps somehow built underneath the flooring of that building when the building i don't maybe it was retrofitted but the idea was for those things to break through the floor and not even do it all at once but to do it in kind of a wave type of formation so they can run away like it is so like so complex these booby traps yet so ineffective it is so dumb um and again Peta having a mental breakdown katniss goes over and kisses him like it, it like every time katniss kisses somebody it is like the most like it, like what are you doing why like he's crazy he wants to kill you you said you're gonna kill him but now that he's having a little bit of a mental break you're like oh i'll kiss him and it will and it does it magically makes him better this like it hurts my brain and it's kind of gross. Like at this point, the only thing that would really explain her obsession with wanting to save Peta is if they have like this brother-sister kind of a relationship, right? So when she kisses him, it feels very incestuous, which even the very end when you see that they have kids together is like it feels like they just inbred because they've never had at no point has it ever felt like they had a romantic connection. It always felt fake. It always felt fabricated. Always felt empty. And I don't know. And that kind of like brother sister thing would be the only because there was no romantic, in my opinion. I never felt there was any ever romantic connection between them. Anyway, she kisses him, makes him like he's Sleeping Beauty, wakes him up. And then all of a sudden we meet a character that looks like a cat. Our main character is Katniss. Everybody in this show looks like humans, but all of a sudden there's a character that looks like a tiger, which looks cool, don't get me wrong, but completely out of place, makes zero sense. Obviously, she's like a fashion person or whatever, but still, it's just like, it is so out of place in this movie. Like, if that exists in this world, maybe show us other people that have modified their, their look to be that extreme doesn't fit at all um they also sleep a lot it's like every time they get a place it's like we're gonna take naps and we gotta we gotta we gotta stay awake in shifts it's like why are they sleeping so much um all of a sudden snow says he'll let refugees come to his house which is dumb no leader would ever do that bring the people of their falling regime into his house would never happen but also it seems like that is the plan that gail came up with that maybe him saying that was fake and just luring those people but if it is gail's plan which they mentioned that it seems like it is which seems like the only time one of his plans was executed in order to trick everybody to funnel into this one area and then to bomb them. Considering he came up with this plan and it is happening right in front of his face and him and Katniss are sneaking in because they think they're going to get into the palace where they think Snow is. Whether Snow is there or not, he should realize that this is going to get bombed. 
And of course it does. And it seems like he is surprised. It seems like they don't know that that was his exact plan. Again, it doesn't make any sense, right? Whether it's President Snow actually inviting people to stay at his mansion, or if it's Gail's plan and it's fake, neither of them make sense. Because either it's the president wanting all these people to come in, which doesn't make any sense, or it's Gail not realizing that his plan is about to be executed and both him and Katniss are literally walking into a place where they're going to be bombed. Which, of course, for some reason, Prim is there, so she gets bombed, which is like, okay, they just, no reason why she's there. She just gets bombed, so now she's dead, and she's kind of been a nothing character anyway. I have a feeling in the book she's probably a bigger piece of this like that's probably why that one joanna character said if prim got killed there would be riots it's probably why she maybe went in to talk to Peta. but at no point in this movies does do they make it seem like prim is anything other than katniss's sister that almost got put into the hunger games uh so the end they get control and of course, the president, quote unquote, president of the rebellion, the one they said they were going to have open elections, decides she's not going to do that. People aren't ready to choose a new president. So she just appoints herself as president and has the idea to do another Hunger Games, but with the family members of the Capitol, which of course a lot, and then she's like, we're going to do a vote on this. And everybody votes to do it. There's a couple no votes. But Katniss is going to go execute Snow because that's all she wants to do. She just wants to kill Snow. And Snow is like tied up and you have the president giving her the new president giving her speech. And Katniss goes up and, of course, shoots the new president because it's just going to be the same thing. It's just a new leadership, a new it's it's the same bullshit with a new person in charge. Right. So the one time in this movie, I'm like, good, that's. Katniss did the right thing and in that moment she had planned on taking the suicide pill which is a great callback to the berries in the first movie but Peta is the one that stops her from taking it and then she gets and but nothing happens to her they end up just having a free election after all and uh it's you know and then she has kids with Peta, and it's like okay <laughs> at least she killed the president and there's like a little smidgen of like okay that's good cool it's not just the same thing over again she broke the cycle but you know we find out that her mom is treating medical nursing find out that gail is just in the military right and then prim the only time I buy any kind of emotion is when she goes back to where the victors homes are in district 12 and she sees PETA planting primrose uh, flowers outside that I understand. That is the only time where I understand that I believe that she would be emotional because she lost her sister and he's kind of honoring her by planting these flowers that I buy. But I still don't buy the fact that it's like gross that they have kids. <laughs> it is. It's seriously gross. I don't buy it. It really only felt like more of a brother sister thing. So when they have kids, it just felt 
feels like they're inbreeding and i know they're not related but that's just what this movie has made me feel like i never felt like there was ever a love connection and when they have kids it is like they they're not even shot in the same scenes right he's in a field with some other kid and she's like sitting under a tree they're not even in the same scene so it's i, I would imagine on some level they're like well they don't look like they have chemistry when they're in a scene together so let's just like split them apart with the kids or whatever anyway that's it that's all i have to say i'm glad i finished the franchise i'm glad she killed the president i'm glad she didn't end up with gail <laughs> uh i couldn't care less about the katniss and Peta ending with kids and all that stuff i don't i really don't care um but that's all i have nothing else to say about this franchise but i do want to thank you for tuning into this episode of the ray taylor show and i hope that you did enjoy my thoughts on the franchise however critical and negative they were uh, don't forget to tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for more movie reviews uh, and TV show reviews. And join the conversation by leaving a comment on your favorite podcasting app or over on YouTube.com slash Inspired Disorder if you are watching these. Until next time, enjoy the show. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Ouch! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.